Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need support from women who totally understand, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a session today. One simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click, follow, or subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating helps make this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that will make this type of abuse worse. For those of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast, thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. So over the years, I found that for me, meditation was the most healing activity that I could do. And I found meditations on YouTube and other places and I would meditate. And in my head, I'd always have to change it up a little bit for my own specific situation. Because they've been so healing to me, I decided to write meditations for you, for us women in our situation. So the meditations that I wrote and recorded and edited, they are for women who have been emotionally and psychologically abused or are currently being emotionally and psychologically abused, whether you're married or divorced or separated. They are for you. And I'm so, so, so excited to get these into your hands so that you can start using them to heal. If the meditations sound like something that you want to try for your healing, go to btr.org workshops and then enroll in the meditation workshop. I've invited a member of our community, I'm going to call her Pat, and she has been through the meditations and she's going to share her experience. So Pat, what was your favorite thing about the meditations? I love the focus on safety and I don't think Quite honestly, we talk about safety enough in our culture with women. I appreciated the process of walking through the idea of safety in all aspects of my life and then having the opportunity to release it. I found myself during the time that I was listening to the meditations really contemplating safety in my life. It really opened the door for me to process. I realized that I have not felt safe in my environment ever, especially with my ex-husband. But I see how it was a really slippery slope with being numb to safety in my immediate environment during my marriage because I had been conditioned to not feel safe as a woman in the culture. It was very helpful. Now I have four daughters, three adult daughters, and I still have one minor at home. 
you know, because I didn't feel safe in my marriage, I protected them subconsciously from my ex-husband. And now I know why. Now I'm feeling more empowered to, to really help them process safety in their own lives because they've been conditioned as well in the environment that they grew up in to not really process their safety. I noticed that they also are numb to experiences that risk their safety because they, they don't process it. So the meditation helped you like be aware of yes. how you weren't safe? Absolutely. The interesting thing about the meditation is it's, it's not very specific. Mm-hmm. It's kind of general because we wanted women to be able to adapt it to their own situation. Did it surprise you how specific it was to you and your experience, even though the meditation itself was was relatively vague? Oh, absolutely. There's a part in the meditation where you go through many different ways that we can feel unstable, mm-hmm. really at risk in our environments, and you name off lots of different areas. And the one area, it was just safety. Safety was huge for me. I had no idea it was so big for me. You know, I'm almost three years into this since D-Day. I knew safety was big, but until that meditation and you going through the process of using all of the adjectives to, to name off different areas, that we could be struggling or we could have this feeling of oppression, which felt really heavy. The part that was very hard was when, when you said, now feel it in your body. And I was like, uh, for my first, the first walkthrough with the meditation, I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then by the third time, I was like, all right, I can do this. And allowing that feeling in the body, which, which I can see dentally, I, I just hear Dentally's voice, <laughs> you know, feeling it in your body and then having this white light to be able to release it into felt very uplifting. So by the end of the meditation, I felt a release, but it was very hard. Well, on the point of feeling all of the ways that you feel unsafe throughout your body, everywhere in your body, is to help you acknowledge it so that you can release it. Just like we've been in an abusive relationship and we did not know it, right? Mm -hmm. We're also unsafe in so many ways and we do not know it, but our body knows. Yes. And if we tune into that, we're able to recognize it and then make some progress to release it. But also as we release it, it helps us to make changes in our actual real life, not just in meditative form. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's like the onion. The first time I listened to the meditation, I didn't even want to get into the onion. (laughs) And then the second time it was like, okay, I can feel, I can feel this. Even in, in some groups I was talking about safety because safety seemed to be the biggest thing, safety and oppression. I also recognize that I don't like limitations right now, that I don't like things pushing in on me. Um, I struggle with budgets. I struggle with calendar. I struggle with 
certain things that put limitations on me because I don't want to feel that pushing in. You know, I'm, I'm starting to feel that freedom of, of living out and not having this oppression. And so when, when you went through the process of feeling the oppression, now allow the feeling in your body. And I was like, this is the same feeling that I don't like about having requirements on me right now. I need to feel that freedom in my life right now. And it felt like there's nothing wrong with me for wanting to feel this because the oppression is what I've lived with for so long. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to figure out a way to, to live in a, with a different feeling. Yes. Yes, very much so. And so that brought that up to the surface too. So for our listeners, because there are so many different topics covered by the meditations, she's actually talking about going through one meditation, the same meditation multiple times, which we recommend until you start really peeling those layers back. So let's talk about the process of going through the same meditation several times. The first time you went through it, you said it felt uncomfortable. By the time you went through it, the third time, did you feel like, oh my word, something's going to happen here? Like, What was the difference between your attitude about it or your experience between the first time you listened to that same meditation and the third time you you went through it? Going through it the first time, I didn't know what to expect. I was very guarded and I felt cautious. By the third time, I knew what to expect, and it felt safer in my body because I knew what was coming, and I knew I could process this in safety, even though it was difficult to feel the feelings, I knew I could move through this. Okay, so the first time when you were asked to to really feel these difficult feelings, it felt unsafe. But by the third time, you were like, this is a safe space. This is a good place for me to feel these difficult feelings and I will be able to process them. Is that kind of okay? Yes, that's exactly, exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. How did the workbook help you? The workbook helped me take pauses and process in um, a legible way in, in a, I, I do well with journaling and getting it out of my body and documenting it. So then it allowed me space to go back and revisit when I had time after the meditation to navigate through the process of what I had just experienced. And so it gave me earmarks during the meditation to really work through where I was at at each space. And when it got to exercise three and four, where I was writing down what was happening in my body, it allowed me to get it out of my body in a different way. And I could really process my emotions and getting it out of my brain. So I didn't have to hold on to it and remember before the next step. Real quick before a response, there are a lot of so-called betrayal trauma therapists or coaches or groups out there, but they don't approach pornography use or infidelity as an abuse issue, or they try to quote-unquote treat both the abuser and the victim in the same setting, which is unethical. So if you hear something in this episode you relate to, 
Check out the group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a group session today. Now back to our conversation. So for anyone who's like a meditation, I want to lay down or I don't want to sit and I, I don't want to have to like fill out a form. What would you tell them in relation to this particular meditation in this particular workbook? Mm, I would tell them to really move through with your gut. And maybe the first time isn't the best time to write down things. Maybe, maybe for them moving through the meditation and, and just listening is the best that they can do at the time. And that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's really for them. And for me personally, it was hard to write down for the first time. And when they get to a space where they do want to actively navigate the meditation and really get things out of their body and their brain, then use that as a tool for their own healing. That's awesome that you said that because that is the point that women use it any way that is useful to them. Yeah, we heal in different ways. And, you know, I know that me in the beginning, I even the part where you went into all of the different adjectives of possible oppression, that would have been very overwhelming for me in the beginning. I would have really had a hard time processing. I would have had to pause that and really contemplate it. And so for some women, it might, it might be they can get through half of the meditation. Maybe for some women, they can get through a whole meditation and they don't revisit it for a little while and they just need to process. And everybody processes at their own pace and their own time. And that's okay. Yeah. I agree. I would recommend that they at least get as far to release it rather than feeling all the the oppressive feelings and the unsafe feelings and then just being like, okay, I'm going to stop now, right? Because then they would be left with all of it in there. Um, so see it through to the end. And especially because you said the second and third time you felt way more safe. Yes, yes. Would you mind sharing some of the things that you ended up writing down about the colors or shapes? Did it surprise you what you ended up visualizing about your trauma? For me, when I do it, like one time it felt like concrete and then it just fell out. Another time it was black ink that dripped out. One of my concerns is that women won't just go with their gut with whatever they see. Mine was pain, pain in my neck or tightness in my gut. And it felt like my shoulders were high. They weren't relaxed. Taking a deep breath was really helpful because then I was able to, how relaxed I could get. And I noticed my, my shoulders would drop. I noticed at one point my wrist had shooting pains through it. It can be very small. It doesn't have to speak really loud. It can be just certain things that Wherever your gut leads you to whatever part of your body that you start thinking of first, there, there's a reason why you go straight to that part. And so it's almost like, okay, so why am I at that part of my body? Is there something there that feels different than the other side of my body? You know, is there something tight? Is there a shooting pain? Is it itchy? 
am I holding it? Am I not rested or relaxed in that space? A lot of times when you're not trained to to be in your body, when this is the first experience of being in your body, it could be very subtle. But your first inkling, your, go with your gut. And the first time you go to that space, just be inquisitive and and just kind of um, allow it to come up. It doesn't have to be work or hard to figure out what what's happening there. It also doesn't have to be crazy creative, right? Exactly. If I said, did a color ever come up for you? And you were like, no, it never did. And then someone else was like, yeah, it was this weird green goopy thing. That's okay, too. Either one is fine. Absolutely. In terms of listening to the same meditation, the I Am Resolute meditation three times, did you find that you actually did make progress in feeling like you deserved safety? By the end of the third time, were you like, whoa, I actually feel like I deserve safety way more than before I started doing this? A hundred percent. I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't aware of the fact that safety was an issue for me. It was outside of myself. It was always my ex-husband or, you know, my father or a friend or a neighbor. But what I realized is safety resides within me. And by the end, I felt stronger in my ability to set boundaries around myself so that I could feel safe within myself. It was almost like it helped me see that bubble wrap is very important. And did different things come up for you progressively through the meditations? Like in one, was it your neck or something? And then next one, it was like, oh, this is weird. It's my knee. Did it change a little bit over time? Because the situations came up differently. I had different visions where in the workbook, you go through exercise three and four, you know, the obstructions spoke differently to me. On one of them, it said, the space in me wants to say that I am a human being and I exist. You know, I felt very invisible for so long that just the fact that I'm here, I deserve safety simply because I exist. I don't have to do anything, be anybody. You know, I don't have to be productive or kind or, uh, you know, compassionate or um, forgiving to deserve safety. I deserve it simply because I'm a human being and I'm here. I have a right to be here and my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I have my own experiences and story, and I deserve the right to be to fill up the space. You know, so much of my life, I felt like I had to be invisible. And I didn't even have a right to be in the body that I have. And I noticed that even with my, my healing process, um, especially with my children now, we have some unhealthy patterns that I'm trying to help undo. My environment has been conditioned to accept me 
not feeling that I deserve my own space. And so even some of the boundaries that I've been setting is, hey, I deserve to have a right to my own emotions because I exist and I'm a human being. Have you noticed your real life waking, interacting with people, moving through the world? Have you noticed a difference since you've been through the first meditation three times? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I had my dad came down to visit this past weekend and was asking some very uh, personal questions. And I, I didn't have to over explain myself. You know, just because he asked the question doesn't mean that I need to give an answer. And also with my own children, my adult children, you know, they're used to a mom that continues to give and give and give and doesn't expect anything, you know, doesn't expect to get upset when they take something that isn't theirs of mine, doesn't get you know, they're used to a mom that that will continue to do for them without any kind of reciprocation and relationship. And so that shifted because I have a right to exist. And I, I'm, I'm a human being and I have thoughts and feelings too. And giving them the opportunity to meet me in relationship now, because I'm I'm a human being and I have thoughts and feelings also allows them to have a different kind of relationship with me. And it's, there are, there are growing pains for sure. And the past month has been very frustrating to say the least. And that's where I lean into the groups and uh, the coaches, but it's good because I'm now seeing them asking me, how's your day, mom? Or, hey, can I do the dishes for you? Or, you know, you want to go for a walk with the dog? Instead of just wanting me to do for them, there's a desire to to meet me in relationship. Were you surprised that these things happen just kind of naturally due to the meditation and you didn't really have to do much? I mean, besides be there present in the meditation and take the time to do it three times, were you surprised that you didn't, you know, have to go to hours of therapy? Or- you know, the biggest surprise to me was I had a deeper understanding of the fact that I'm a survivor. It was in my head, the idea that I was a survivor just because of my situation, but having in my heart, it, it really dropped into my body and the understanding that I was a survivor because of the way I have been navigating my life, there's grief that comes with that. And the grief is really hard because I missed so much of who I am. I haven't really been able to grow in in myself. And so that's where a lot of the healing is going to be coming into, where I'm moving through the healing and grieving, and being able to really sink into the fact that I'm here. I'm here. I'm alive. And I deserve safety, and I deserve relationship, and I deserve peace. I deserve to have a voice. I deserve to have emotions. And I have a right to be here. 
I don't have to be invisible anymore. I would like the podcast listeners to know that, that there's hope and there's healing. And this is a part of the process. And this is a really empowering opportunity, being able to see the healing process in a positive shift outside of the trauma. It's all about your interior world. And it will help you process your environment in a whole different way. Thank you. That's that's why we did it. Because with me, I talk about this all day long, right? <laughs> and so for my own personal work, like going inside through meditation or yoga or prayer is so much more helpful to me at this point. But it was also more helpful to me from the very beginning. I just didn't utilize it as much and I didn't know how useful it was. Knowing how useful it's been to me, I thought we need to do these specific to the BTR population because all of the meditations that I use, they weren't gender specific. And so I didn't feel super safe there because it would be like him or her. And I just thought like, no. And um, there were other parts of it that just made me feel uncomfortable because it wasn't specific to this type of abuse. So creating these meditations for basically myself and all of our community members specifically has given me a lot of joy. And thank you for your work. You saved my life. Your work saved my life. I am just so grateful to you. And I love that you took something and you paid it forward. You just have been invaluable to me. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this meditation. It's completely shifted my life. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to all the women who have listened and been part of the community. Because I feel like when one of us learns something, we all learn it collectively. Yeah. It feels like as women, we're just becoming more and more healthy. Yes. And it's exciting. So exciting. So I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So it goes both ways. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. If this podcast is helpful to you, please help us reach other women by following or subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping other women find us. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma on Amazon and rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on support the BTR podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there 